what's up guys welcome back to another episode of the fantasy fellow show my name is kyle in this video we're going to be going over players to target and avoid this is a uh, free article on the fantasyfellowship.com i did put the link in the description below but essentially i just made a list uh, of each team and what teams i would want to or I guess which teams uh, which players i would prefer to draft from each team um, so again it's a free link in the description below go ahead and check that out and we're basically just going to kind of go through it um, it's in alphabetical order uh, so we're going to start with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, there's just a handful of players on each team that I, I think we should be open to drafting. And then when we get to the bottom of the article, I have a list of each team again, and then the players that I'm not really drafting at the moment right now. So we got Justin with us today. Hope it's going well today, man. Uh, we got Sports Dog. I hope you're doing well, Don. Uh, top 100. Yeah, I might have to make another one of those top, uh, maybe a revision in a couple after we see maybe the first, maybe after the second preseason game, I'll make another top 100 video just with some tweaks. Uh, but anyways, we're going to get into this one. It's going to be a shorter video tonight, maybe 15, 20 minutes, uh, just something real quick here. But uh, here's the list of players that I like drafting from the Arizona Cardinals. you got DeAndre Hopkins, cost us mid-second to late second round pick. Kyler Murray, one of the first QBs taken off the board. And then I like both running backs, James Conner and Chase Edmonds. I prefer James Conner because he is a little bit cheaper ADP-wise. PPR, I don't really think it matters. I like James Conner's ability to score touchdowns in the red zone. And Chase Edmonds, is, he's going to be useful in PPR. So I think both guys have a lot of upside. On the Atlanta Falcons column, you see five players. That's Calvin Ridley, Kyle Pitts, Mike Davis, Matt Ryan, and Russell Gage. I like all five of those guys at ADP. The Falcons' defense still isn't... Uh, it's a work in progress. It's going to be better this year, but uh, working in a brand new offense, you, you add guys like Kyle Pitts, Mike Davis, Julio is gone. We're going to get a different look offense here. So I'm, there's some, I guess I'm nervous to see the unveil and we'll see if Mike Davis is the, the full bell cow back, but he can be an RB2. He's really cheap for ADP. Matt Ryan's a cheap quarterback one, looks best as your quarterback two in a tandem with somebody else. And then Russell Gage, he's, he's kind of like free in drafts. If you guys want just like a, a bench PPR receiver who could rack up uh, maybe 70 catches or so this year. Maybe Russell Gage is the guy for you. With Baltimore, a little bit shorter of a list. Uh, if you guys have been seeing the news, Rashad Bateman was just lost for a few weeks with, uh, what did he pull? I think it was a, a hamstring or a knee or something. I can't remember what it was, but we're gonna probably not going to see Rashad Bateman in the preseason. We're probably not going to see Marquise Brown in the preseason either. So the receivers are dropping like flies. Sammy Watkins is really the only healthy one there at the moment but jk dobbins i'm beginning to grow on jk dobbins i think a lot of people are fading him because of his lack of ppr work his lack of carries per game people only think he's going to get maybe 12 to 15 carries a game uh but this team's going to run the ball first and foremost especially with their their ailing receivers right now so dobbins and again with the ailing receivers you could see more passes to the running backs just out of necessity so i like dobbins in the third round if you can get him there lamar jackson he's probably that fifth sixth quarterback off the board if you feel like you can pull the trigger on him in the sixth uh, sixth round or so. I think that's a good bet. And then Mark Andrews, I did put him on the list. Uh, I, I haven't been taking a lot of Mark Andrews just because uh, there's some just the inconsistencies with Lamar's passing, uh, not a big passing pie to be in with. And Mark Andrews last season, that just made me hesitate. He really didn't break out until backup tight end Nick Boyle got hurt. Boyle's back. We'll see what happens. But with all the injured wide receivers, you're maybe looking at – uh, Mark Andrews getting more work uh, right away. So that could be kind of interesting there. Buffalo, Stephon Diggs, I don't need to tell you to draft him. Josh Allen, of course, just got paid. Uh, probably the first or second quarterback off the board, usually number two. And then Emmanuel Sanders, he's a little bit of a sleeper. I know he's not 
doing a lot of work right now with a foot injury, but I love Emmanuel Sanders real cheap. Uh, Carolina Panthers, of course, Christian McCaffrey, first overall pick. Uh, but we've got DJ Moore, Robbie Anderson, two value wide receivers kind of in that fifth, sixth, seventh round for, for Robbie Anderson and DJ Moore somewhere in the fourth, fifth. Uh, and then Terrace Marshall Jr., the rookie wide receiver out of LSU. He might be the third. He, it sounds like he's going to be the number three there. He can be in the slot for them. And then if you play in super flex leagues, I'll be interested in Sam Darnold. So I just threw him on the list. Uh, Chicago, David Montgomery is probably my favorite player to own from Chicago. And the reason with that is I think Allen Robinson is going to be fine with Andy Dalton. Uh, but when it goes to Justin Fields, we might see a more – more heavy emphasis on the running game. So I think David Montgomery is going to be their bell cow. He's going to be their best player. They're going to try to use him as much as they can. And then with Tariq Cohen also not back and practicing, I think the PPR upside for David Montgomery is nice. Um, so Montgomery in the third round, I'd take him as early as, you know, the end of the third. Allen Robinson kind of in that same range. I like him a lot as a PPR top 10 wide receiver. Uh, but for value-wise, Darnell Mooney, guys, he's going to be a lot of fun. The Bears are definitely upgrading at quarterback this year. They just couldn't hit the deep ball last year, and I think Andy Dalton's an improvement uh, to who they had last year. And then when it is Justin Fields, they're going to have an accurate deep ball thrower there too. So Chicago's a fun team to get somebody from. Cincinnati, Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Burrow. The easiest one to acquire is Tyler Boyd. You can get him in like the eighth the eighth round or something in a PPR league. And just with the, the offensive line in Cincinnati not being very good, we're worried about Joe Burrow staying healthy. Tyler Boyd's is still going to get peppered with targets. So if you can't stomach paying up for a fourth or fifth round pick on Jamar Chase, T. Higgins is kind of in that fifth, sixth round range. Tyler Boyd's going like a full round or two later. So I like the value on Boyd. but uh, And then you got Joe Mixon at the top, who as a running back too, for you because he's in the end of the second round if you get him he's probably paired with a running back of yours he looks great as a running back too so if you don't you know like really like the receivers uh, at the end of round two if if there was a run on him and you missed uh joe mixon's a fine running back too i know there's offensive line worries but without giovanni bernard this year joe mixon's probably in for a career workload in the ppr receptions department and then joe burrow he's not a, he's not a qb1 for me he looks good as a quarterback too and we'll play the matchups uh, and then you've got Cleveland, who's going to be one of the most efficient offenses in the league. Nick Chubb should be a first-round pick. PPR, standard, half PPR, I don't care what league it is. He might be the best pure runner of the football in the league. So I love Nick Chubb. Odell Beckham, I'm willing to take a chance on Odell Beckham in the fifth round. Uh, just You're not going to find that much upside in, in the fifth, sixth round. A guy that uh, has, has shown us what he can do before. He just hasn't been healthy. It sounds like everything's good to go. So Beckham has a high upside. Uh, ceiling in that fifth, sixth round. Kareem Hunt, a really stable running back to flex. Jarvis Landry just continues to be disrespected. He goes really late in drafts. Kind of like Tyler Boyd in that eighth, ninth round range and PPR leagues. I'm fine with him as a wide receiver three or the first half bench. And then Baker Mayfield, he's probably not a quarterback one, definitely not a quarterback one, but you can play the matchups with him. And I think he can be a really useful QB two for you based on those matchups. Looking at Dallas, uh, if you've watched my stuff, you guys know how much we love the Dallas offense. I actually forgot about adding Dak Prescott on this. So I'm going to put Dak Prescott's name on this. He would actually go kind of in between Cooper and Gallup. Uh, the way I did this, I kind of you know filtered them by ADP. So Ezekiel Elliott's the first Cowboy off the board. He's my number five running back. So I love getting him at the fifth or sixth spot. CD Lamb has hopped Amari Cooper, but I think the gaps shouldn't be as big as it is. I think Amari Cooper who just got activated off the pup list today. He's going to be fine. He still has three, four weeks to get ready for the first game. I think the first game is in 30 days. Let me see. Yeah, we got 30 days to go until season starts. Um, so stop fading Amari Cooper. 
Elliott, Lamb, Cooper, Gallup's the best value that you can get in the seventh, eighth round. I absolutely love Michael Gallup. They continue to tweet out uh, and, and talk to him about moving him in the slot and getting him more receptions this year. So Gallup is the best value on the Cowboys. And if you want to take a flyer on tight end, I think Blake Jarwin can help you as your t uh, tight end too. The Lions, I'm not a team I really trust. DeAndre Swift, he's not been practicing. TJ Hawkinson's probably the only Lion that I want this year. Jamal Williams looks fine on your bench. Amon Ross St. Brown is a high upside guy that you can put on your bench. But really, it's only TJ Hawkinson for me in Detroit. Not interested in Jared Goff. Maybe in Superflex as a three for you. With Denver, kind of another situation where we're just depending and waiting on the quarterback. It sounds like Drew Locke gets the first start of the season. Game and then Teddy Bridgewater is going to get number two, and then we'll see what happens in game three. It depends on who does well, what they're feeling. Uh, but if Drew Locke's the quarterback, uh, I think either way, we're going to see both quarterbacks play at some point this year. Uh, if, if you're just taking the best player on the Denver Broncos for me, I think that's Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. I like him, uh, but Jerry Judy, a high pedigree pick. Uh, the Broncos should be super excited about him year two. So Jerry Judy is probably my favorite Bronco to pick if you want to wait on tight end in the seventh, eighth round. Noah Fant can be your guy. He might be a little bit inconsistent, but he, he's played through some injuries. So if he can stay healthy for a full 16-game season, which he's only missed one game in his two-year career, uh, it's just he needs to get you know injury-free and not so many nagging injuries. But I like him as a potential top top 10 tight end. He's a top 10 tight end if he's healthy. And then Melvin Gordon, my stance, is, my stance has kind of switched on Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon's probably going to hold on to the starting units or the starting spot for the first month or so. He's not going to go away. They, they're paying him a lot of money. They either have to cut him or trade him for Javante Williams uh, to really get that full workload. Full workload. Of course, if there's an injury to Melvin, Javante is going to go off. Uh, but if, if Williams' ADP comes down a little bit, I'm willing to grab him, but not where he's going right now in the seventh, sixth round or something like that. Melvin Gordon kind of appears to be a value. So if you go light on running backs early, Melvin Gordon could be your, your, your running back two to start the season. Uh, we got the Packers next. The Packers have the biggest list of players on this list. Devontae Adams, one of the best first-round picks you can make. Aaron Jones, I believe, should be a first-round pick. Aaron Rodgers, of course, the top-five quarterback option for you. Robert Tunyon tight end number three last year, and he's going outside the top 10. That's just kind of doesn't add up to me. So I love Robert Tunyon, AJ Dillon. There's been some uh, training camp reports where AJ Dillon has been catching a lot of passes. He's going to be a little bit more PPR friendly, more involved than I, than I think people uh, expect. Marquez Valdez Scantling, he's my favorite best ball pick because he's really cheap and just he's going to be boom bust for a redraft. If there's any injuries to any of the guys above him, we know he's going to be more uh, more involved in the game, but putting a guy like MVS on your bench as cheap as his ADP is, I don't think you can go wrong. And then Randall Cobb, who's going to have probably a safe like 10, 11 point PPR floor as long as he's healthy. Uh, Houston Texans, Brandon Cooks, I'm not going to spend time taking any other Houston Texans right now. Just if you're going to draft one, I wouldn't recommend it, but if you're going to draft one, Brandon Cooks would be the guy for you. Tyrod Taylor has had success with players like Cooks. Indianapolis Colts, we got good word today that Carson Wentz and Nelson. Uh, Quentin Nelson were on track, and they're, they're potentially going to play week one. So uh, Jonathan Taylor, Naheem Hines, I think those are the only two Colts that I trust. There's just too many receiving options. I don't feel like wasting a dart throw on potentially getting the wrong one. Uh, and then for the tight ends, they got a handful of tight ends there that it's just not going to work. I know they're going to use the tight ends. I just don't know if I'm confident on taking Jack Doyle, Moali Cox, Kylan Granson. I think it's all about Jonathan Taylor. Carson Wentz can be a quarterback, too, if he's healthy right away. Uh, and Naheem Hines, a really good PPR guy that you can put on your bench. You can whip him out there whenever you need injuries, buys, whatever. 
Jacksonville Jaguars. They surprisingly surprisingly have six players that made my list that I'm intrigued with. I just don't know how to gauge Jacksonville's offense. It's going to probably be up and down with a rookie quarterback and just a whole new system all year one. Uh, but James Robinson and Travis Etienne, that's going to be one of the more fun running back duos. I think James Robinson's going a little undervalued right now. He's going to still be the leading ball carrier. Etienne's going to probably you know, have more catches, but Robinson's a really good running back, guys. Don't forget about how good he was. I think he's showing that in training camp right now. Etienne's still going to be a high PPR floor guy, but I prefer Robinson at his ADP. The receivers, Chenault, Chark, and Marvin Jones. I think Chenault's the easy answer here for PPR purposes. DJ Chark, I'm not going to be able to stomach a two for 32 uh, line every now and then. With Visca, you're probably going to get a handful of steady games, whether that's four or five you know, catches per game, 60, 70 yards. And uh, I just think with the rookie quarterback, LaVisca is probably going to have the most success uh, for Trevor Lawrence. Chark, Jones, I like both of them, but I find other receivers in that area. If you miss on Chenault, I don't mind grabbing Chark or Jones just to get a piece of the offense. And then Trevor Lawrence, with he's got a sneaky rushing upside. I think he can be a quarterback too for us. Um, they got a they got a decent division to play with. The Colts have a good defense, but the Texans don't. The Titans don't. They're getting you know a handful of games that could be fun for the Jacksonville offense. Kansas City Chiefs try to get some Chiefs guys. Whether it's Kelsey or Hill in the first. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Don't sleep on Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He looks great as your running back too. I think we're going to see him kind of transform this year a lot, especially with the healthy offensive line, the new look, the pieces that they added there. It's going to be a lot better offensive line. Edwards is going to be a PPR machine, I think, this year. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, I don't need to tell you guys to take Patrick Mahomes. Uh, has been impressing everybody at camp. He's been doing more routes. He's just been more consistent, making good plays. Uh, so you can't really find another guy at the, at the ninth, 10th round uh, that has a higher ceiling than Nico Hardman. So I like him quite a bit. The Raiders, we're kind of nervous about the Raiders. They have the toughest schedule in the NFL this year. Uh, I'm nervous about the offensive line. The defense just isn't very good. Darren Waller is like the only guy that you could probably, you know, bank on being a good fantasy player this year. But he hasn't practiced in like eight days. So I'm watching for that. I'm just kind of iffy on spending my second round pick on a team that's probably not going to win more than six or seven games. Uh, I do like Josh Jacobs as well, but again, with a team that's got a really bad defense, one of the worst in the league, maybe bottom five for sure, uh, I just don't know. I just I don't know if I trust the Raiders. So I still like Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs. I get them if they fall, uh, but I just I haven't been falling in love with them lately. The Chargers, this is a team that I think you want to get a piece of it, whether it's Eckler, Keenan Allen, Justin Herbert. I got to add Mike Williams to that list too. Uh, I think all five guys are going to be fun. If Herbert tosses another 35, some maybe even 40 touchdowns, Eckler is going to be a huge part of that. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, and then don't sleep on Jared Cook. Uh, as Sports Dog uh, 1000 really likes Jared Cook as your tight end too this year. Uh, the Rams, Robert Woods, uh, Cooper Cup, try to get one of those receivers. I think if anything, that's going to be the most successful part of the Rams offense. It's the Woods and Cup duo. Daryl Henderson looks good as a running back too, but I think he's more of like a fringe top 25 guy. Matthew Stafford can be your quarterback one for uh, the majority of the games, but I'm going to want to pair him with another quarterback. And then Tyler Higbee, just a really cheap tight end. Now Miami, I don't have anybody else listed for Miami besides Tua Tagovailoa. I just, I struggle to pick out a receiver to draft from them. I like everybody there, but I just, I, it's hard for me to just throw a pick at one of those guys when I could just take Tua as my quarterback too and just get them all. I don't trust Gaskin as my running back too. He could be a nice PPR pick, but in the fourth, fifth round, I just, uh, there's other, you know, other areas that I like to, to go when Gaskin is up on the board. Uh, Minnesota, I don't need to tell you to take Dalvin Cook or Justin Jefferson. 
Justin Jefferson's going to slide a little bit. So continue taking Justin Jefferson if he's on a discount. Adam Thielen's probably going to rise a little bit into the fourth round. I like Thielen. He's really dependable. He's like, what, 31 now? Uh, but I think with the connection to Kirk Cousins, he can be a wide receiver 2-3. Irv Smith, one of my favorite breakout tight ends. Uh, he's really cheap. You can try to pay. If you paired Irv Smith with Noah Fant, I think you could be set at tight end. They're both really affordable. And then Kirk Cousins, a really good quarterback number two uh, if you want to wait for QB2. The Patriots, another offense that's really hard to predict. We don't know who the quarterback is going to be yet or when that change might happen. Uh, but we know they're going to run with Damian Harris. I'm fine with him as my RB2. Uh, maybe not so much as my RB2, but if he's that first running back off the bench, I think that's a good uh, idea there. And then Johnny Smith. We saw Hunter Henry uh, hurt his shoulder already. I think this was uh, on Sunday. He had an MRI yesterday. He's going to probably be out the rest of the month. So Johnny Smith is, uh, is going to probably be the best. He's probably their best receiver on their team. And they're going to run the ball with him, too. They've been using him in the backfield. The Saints, another team that I just can't really gauge. They just lost Will Lutz. Uh, they had another cornerback retire. Uh, just, I'm, I'm confused with the Saints. No Michael Thomas. Alvin Kamara, of course, is going to be the bell cow of that team. Uh, but outside of that, do I trust Winston? Do I trust Taysom Hill? I, I just I don't know if I can uh, you know, persuade someone to do so. But I like Marquez Callaway, who's been the best receiver there at Saints camp. He's really cheap. You can get him in like the 14th, 15th round on ESPN drafts. He's going to probably be their leading receiver while Michael Thomas is out. The Giants, you got Saquon Barkley, who has been back in practicing. We still don't know what his timetable is, but I'm assuming he's going to play in some capacity week one, uh, week two at the latest. Sterling Shepard is probably the only other New York Giant I would consider just for PPR purposes. He works really well with Daniel Jones the last couple seasons. Kenny Galladay, not going to make the list. He's just too injury prone lately. He just He's too boom bust for me. I think Shepard, uh, I tend to go with the more consistent guys. So I, I do like Sterling Shepard. Uh, the New York Jets, another tough team to trust, but they have two really good rookies, Elijah Moore, Michael Carter. If you wanted to take a chance on one of the Jets rookies, they're, they're ADPs in like the 9th, 10th, 11th round. Uh, that's not going to hurt you if they don't hit. Uh, but Elijah Moore, I think he's going to excite a lot of people. And Michael Carter is going to catch a lot of balls out of the backfield. Corey Davis, he, I mean, he's technically their wide receiver one. You can find uh, him really, really late in drafts. It's hard to find a, a team's number one receiver that late, but he could be the guy. The Philadelphia Eagles, Dallas Goddard might be the only Philadelphia Eagle that I am going to recommend to people. I don't trust any of the receivers. I like Devonta Smith. Uh, I, I'm okay with Jalen Reger. But uh, Jalen Hurts, I, I just I don't know if we're going to see him progress as a passer. We know Hurts can run, uh, but as far as his his completion percentage and just uh, the turnovers and not, I just find myself I'd rather have Tannehill, I'd rather have Tom Brady, I'd rather have a handful of other quarterbacks at his range. So Goddard's the only eagle for me. I really like the Pittsburgh offense, and Najee Harris is like growing on me. I think he can be a top ten running back this year. They're going to want to give him the ball. I think people are kind of overrating the offensive line concerns they have the whole month yet to kind of figure themselves out and get ready but Harris is going to be used in catching the ball he's going to have a lot of catches for PPR purposes uh, so I like Najee Harris in the second round try to take a receiver I don't care which one if you want to spend a fourth on Deontay a fifth or sixth on Juju and the sixth or seventh on Chase Claypool I think all, all three of these guys can be fruitful and then nobody's really talking about Ben Roethlisberger but he's basically free at the end of drafts if you want a QB2 there the 49ers offense, one of my favorite and probably the most uh, hard to project offenses because we just don't know Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, but George Kittle, you got to get him at the end of the second or the, the third round will be great. 
Brandon Ayuk seems to be the clear uh, number one receiver for this team, but don't sleep on Debo Samuel. If you miss on Ayuk in the fifth or sixth round, you can get Debo in the sixth or the seventh. And I like both guys quite a bit. Trey Sermon, I'd rather have Sermon over Mostert just because of injury concerns with Mostert. Uh, and I just don't know if he can hold up for a full season. He has not been able to. He's like, he's, I think he's 30 or 29 years old, and he's, he's never been able to handle a full workload. They just moved up in the draft for Trey Sermon, who's been you know performing really, really well in training camp. So I like Sermon over Mostert. If you wait, you can get Sir, uh, Mostert. Maybe Mostert's a good... Uh, you know, if you if you go light on running backs early, I think Mostert can help you the first month or so. As long as he's healthy, we'll see how it goes. And then just pencil in like round 12 or 13. Just get Trey Lance before anybody else thinks about getting him. He's going to play at some point. So make sure you get Trey Lance as your quarterback. too. That's probably my favorite answer uh, to get a quarterback on your bench. And then we got the final four teams here. Seattle has DK Metcalf. Absolutely love DK Metcalf. I think he's a top five wide receiver threat this season. I want to see him do more as a route runner. I think they're, the new offensive coordinator is going to do a, a few different things with him. Uh, and even Tyler Lockett for that part, too. I think if you don't get Metcalf, um, I'm, I'm okay with Lockett in the fourth round. I think I'd prefer some of the guys around him, whether it's Godwin or Deontay Johnson. Uh, but if you don't get Metcalf, go get Russell Wilson because Wilson – He's never missed a game in his career. He's a top five quarterback threat. He's got the the legs to to boost his floor in some games as well. But uh, I just I don't get it. He's going as like the seventh eighth quarterback off the board sometimes in the seventh or eighth round. I love getting a, a really good quarterback, but the fact that you can get Russell Wilson so late seems a little stupid to me. Uh, but Chris Carson can be your running back too with some upside. Tyler Lockett looks best as the number three receiver for you. You just gotta. You, everyone just knows that he's going to be inconsistent for us. Uh, but he looks really good in best ball league, so I like him there. And then Gerald Everett, he's just another tight end that you can get on your bench. Uh, he's attached to Russell Wilson. He could be a really fun athletic weapon for them. Uh, Tampa Bay, another team here that I think you have to draft some money from this team, whether it's Godwin or Evans at the end of the third or the fourth round, or if you want to pass on those two receivers, I think Antonio Brown's the best value on this team. And you can get Brown as late as like the seventh, eighth round, depends on where you're drafting. But Antonio Brown is going to be very useful this season. And then if you miss on any of the receivers, just get Tom Brady. I know he's 40, but the fact that you can draft Tom Brady in the, like the eighth or ninth round and just you can get Trey Lance as a backup. You can get any of these quarterbacks as a backup, whether it's uh, Matthew Stafford, Ryan Tannehill, uh, just a ton of names as a backup quarterback. So don't let the injury factor or the age for Tom Brady make you nervous. He's the he's the straw that stirs the whole damn drink. So Tom Brady is in my good graces. Got Ronald Jones. I think he's going to lead the team in carries. Uh, they're probably not going to use him as much in the passing game. That's why they brought Giovanni Bernard in and then Leonard Fournette's there as well. Uh, so that's Tampa Bay. I'm excited about the Bucks. I don't have a tight end on the list. I think it's going to be kind of a revolving door, hard to trust kind of thing. And then Tennessee, which uh, someone tweeted something out and said, which teams do you think will represent the Super Bowl this year? I took Tennessee just as a different idea. I think the Tennessee offense is going to be sick this year. Uh, I don't. I just Derrick Henry in, in a PPR league. I think uh, you can make uh, between. I mean, it's McCaffrey, it's Cook. I think those are my one-two. You can make a decision between Kamara and Henry at the three-four. I think Henry. Uh, we know he's, what he's going to do. You know what you're going to get. He's probably not going to get hurt either. He's just a tank. Henry in the top five pick is, is, is bold at this point. We know he's going to score a boatload of touchdowns. You get A.J. Brown. A.J. Brown's one of my favorite receivers in the game. I actually got his, his jersey on the way, so I'll wear that when I do get that. But A.J. Brown in the second round is money. If he falls into the third round, you're, you're just stealing candy at that point. And then Julio Jones. I have Julio Jones, I think, as a wide receiver 25.
fired. Uh, Julio is my, let's get this to load, please. Julio is my wide receiver 25, sandwiched between DJ Moore and Michael Gallup. So I kind of take him in the fourth round. Uh, Just, again, you're worried about health concerns. But when he plays, you know what you're getting out of Julio Jones. He only needs one play to make our day. Uh, but if if you don't have the fortune to get Henry, A.J. Brown, or Julio Jones, get Ryan Tannehill. I think the Titans are one of those offenses you need to be a part of this year. And then Anthony Ferkser, again, just another tight end that is probably going to get, you know, five targets, four or five targets per game. If he catches four or five balls per game, you're looking at a pretty good low-end tight end one. And then to finish it all up, Washington. Antonio Gibson, I'd, I'd take Antonio Gibson as high as 12th, 13th if you're at the, at the, the 12th spot in a 12-team league. I love Antonio Gibson. I love the defense. They're going to run the ball with him a lot. Terry McLaurin, I don't think you can go wrong with him in the third round. Logan Thomas is going to be very useful. He just signed a new deal with them. They, they love what they're getting out of him. And then Ryan Fitzpatrick, of course, uh, he can be your quarterback number two for you, and you can stream him as needed. But uh, that was kind of a fun list. Uh, just names that I really like to draft. If you guys scroll to the bottom of the page, these are guys that – I get it. You can make a case for them, uh, but they just haven't been landing on a lot of my teams lately. Um, so I, I could make a case for Zach Moss, but he just got hurt today. I could make a case for Rondell Moore, for Cole Komet, uh, Austin Hooper, even as a sleeper here. Tony Pollard's a, a good backup here. Um, Drew Locke, Teddy Bridgewater, whatever the quarterback is, we're going to be interested for Superflex leagues. Tyrod Taylor, maybe for Superflex leagues. There's the Indianapolis Colts receivers. Don't know what to do with those guys. Uh, but there's a handful of uh, interesting players here. But the ones at the top of the list, those are the ones that I think you guys need to uh, need to just consider drafting. Uh, let me see what Sports Dogs got here. Do you see any rookie RBs besides the obvious ones like Najee, Etienne, Carter, and Sermon that could be starters by mid-season? Could maybe pick one for a final draft pick. Uh, so rookie running backs. Let me go to my rookie rankings real quick. Um, it's hard because those, you know, those are obviously the best ones, right? Um, let me click on rankings by position. All right, so there's Najee, Javante Williams. I know he's not the last. Uh, you got to take him in like the seventh, eighth round. Uh, but let me see. Uh, Ramondre Stevenson. He's he's a backup in New England. If Damian Harris goes down, he could be a guy. Larry Roundtree. Uh, for the Chargers, it sounds like he's doing some really good things. Kenneth Gainwell, uh, he's been he's been carrying the ball, a, or he's been catching the ball a lot with the second team in Philadelphia. If anything happens to Sanders or Boston Scott, he could be an interesting guy. Uh, one name to not sleep on is Green Bay's Kylan Hill. Who so Aaron Jones had like a little hamstring thing. He's just he's missing the last couple of days of practices. Kylan Hill stepped in as the number two behind AJ Dillon. So if anything happens to Jones or Dillon, Kylan Hill could be that next man up. Uh, it sounds like Chuba Hubbard uh, would be the, the next man up if Christian McCaffrey went down. So if you're just looking for like a, a final dart pick, Chuba Hubbard could be an interesting one. Um, let me see if I have any more rookie running backs for you. Um, let's go to the content page. Uh, I'm usually not taking a lot of those running backs uh, at that point. Where is my rookie rookie running backs by position? At that point in the draft, I'm, I'm more interested in some upside guys. And, yeah, Rashad Bateman's week to week. We're probably not going to see him this preseason, unfortunately. Uh, but if anything happens to Joe Mixon, Chris Evans could be a guy. It's almost it's almost too early, though, to call some of these names. Uh, and the problem with the draft this year is it really falls off. Like These top five backs, that Michael Carter is the cheapest one. You can get him in the eighth, ninth round. Uh, I think I'd rather 
with your last pick in the draft, I'd rather grab a guy um, like Terrace Marshall. Grab one of these receivers if you can. Terrace Marshall Jr. could be the slot receiver for Carolina. Amon Ross St. Brown could be the slot receiver in Detroit. Uh, those those names would probably interest me a little bit more. Nico Collins might be the number two receiver in Houston. Really big-bodied receiver there. I think, I, I think I would be more interested in paying up for the rookie running back and maybe thinking what a rookie receiver. But uh, I don't know. That, I think that's going to do it for this video. I, maybe I have one more thing to look at for you guys real quick. Because uh, I made the list here in uh, my Google Sheets document, and then – I went through and I kind of just, I, I crossed out some teams and then I made a list of, these are my, I guess my top 20 teams, or if you just wanted to draft players from these teams, I think it would be useful. That's Arizona, Atlanta, Buffalo, Carolina, Cleveland, Chicago, Cincinnati, Dallas, Denver. I had a tough time between Denver, Green Bay, of course, Kansas City, the Chargers, all great offenses. The Rams, the Vikings, the Steelers, all good offenses. The Niners, Seattle, Tampa Bay, Tennessee, and Washington. Like, If you just wanted to draft names off this list, I think you're going to have a pretty fun season. Um, so I hope that helped. Thank you guys for hanging out with me live. I think uh, I might do a, a mock draft video later tonight. I don't know if I'll do it live or not, but uh, we're just having fun. We got football on Thursday night. We got Justin asking Michael Gallup or Antonio Brown. Uh, so very similar players, both in the same ADP range. Um, with Gallup, you're getting uh, attached to Dak Prescott, the, the exciting offense in Dallas. With Antonio Brown, you're getting him attached to Tom Brady. He's also 33 years old, which does concern me. Uh, but I, I think just in terms of snap rate, uh, here's the thing. Actually, yeah, let me pull this up real quick because uh, I'm going to care more about who's on the field more. Um, so we're going to go um, to a website here. Let me just pull it up in a sec. So I'm looking basically to see who's going to be on the field more. And I think it's going to be Gallup. And here, let me hit the screen share on this real quick. So this is a website by Warren Sharp. You should follow him on Twitter. He tweets out a lot of good analytical schedule data and just stuff like that. But this is the formations, personnel grouping frequency. Um, so what I'm going to look at here is which team has the most three wide receiver sets. I think Dallas is among one of the top teams uh, using the three wide receiver set, which means they are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. They ranked eighth uh, in the league last year in three wide receiver sets, which means Michael Gallup was probably on the field for almost 700 plus plays with Tampa Bay here. They only ran at 63%, but they also ran at 760 times. So they're kind of about the same, actually. That's interesting. Um, so 673 wide receiver sets and 729. But maybe with Dak Prescott, that number goes up a little bit. Um, if I'm splitting hairs, I'm going to go with Michael Gallup. Um, if if you could get both, I think that's ideal. If you want to go heavy receivers early, I love both of the guys. I'm probably going to lean with Michael Gallup, though, um, just because – Dallas's defense is not good. Everyone knows Dallas's defense is not very good. I can see them getting into a lot of shootouts a little bit more. With Tampa Bay, you got Tom Brady. Like some games they don't need to do, you know, they don't need to do so much. Whereas Dallas, I think, is going to get, especially those first five games from last season, we saw Dallas get into a lot of shootouts. Um, so I think that's how I would do uh, that question. Gallup or AB, I'm going to go with Gallup. But 
anyways, that's going to do it for tonight's video. I might record another one later. We'll stay tuned. But thank you guys for hanging out. Have a good rest of your evening. And uh, we'll see you in the next one. Peace.